Well, hello everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for being here today. Happy to be here. Do you want to tell everyone what our Prairie Doc topic this week is? We're talking about uh, palliative care and hospice care, so end, end of life care. Yeah, so if anyone has questions about that topic or other topics, um, give us a call now and we'll work on answering those questions this next half hour. And again, that phone number is 605-692-1430. So when we talk about palliative care and hospice care, what are these things and how are they different? So hospice is when someone is at the end of their life, um, when we think that they probably have six months or less to live, and um, we can enter them into this program called hospice where the the focus is going to be on comfort and quality of life uh, over a quantity of life or doing everything we can to, you know, prolong things or save them or whatever. And, and, and so it becomes more freeing, really, to just let's just focus on the, the moments that matter and keeping them comfortable and, 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 and um, helping with the transition. And, uh, um, and there's specially trained nurses that are there, uh, often available 24-7, uh, and it will come at regular intervals depending on the needs uh, of the patient. And uh, um, it, it really is, can end up being a very special time for the, the patient and for, for the family to, to be able to spend more quality time and not worry about trying to get to different doctor visits or being in the hospital and being poked and prodded all the time um, and and to have that, that special time together um, and to help with that transition. Mm-hmm. And so hospice is, is, a, is a really uh, great program. Um, and it... Uh, People generally, once you know, once it's all said and done, are usually really happy with it. You know, maybe not always, and, and things don't always go the way we want, and, and, and death is hard, no matter what the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's why it kind of helps to work, have someone that can help you through that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, to, to help accept that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Palliative care is where you might have a chronic condition or you know that this thing is, is not going away and um, could cause death or it's a chronic condition that is really debilitating or, or hard to deal with mm-hmm. and it's not going to be cured. And what can we do to help you with it, though? How can we help cope with that? 
and what can we focus on to help you through that mm, okay. um, and so it's a newer type of medicine in a way okay. um, and they're specially trained palliative care docs and some of them are also well trained in hospice but it's starting to have its own separate branch too um, where if someone you know in some ways you know for chronic pain or for other chronic issues you know or if you are at the end of life or you have cancer or something and you're having these other issues and you're not necessarily dying and you're not necessarily even have less than six months to live but we also want to focus on comfort and quality of life okay um so really palliative care is kind of that focusing on comfort and quality of life without the less than six months to live arbitrary delegation that hospice has to sure. fit into okay all right well there's a good overview for those two different types of care and we'll be talking more about those uh so we but it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast and give us a call now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Shingles, also called herpes zoster, is a painful rash disease. Shingles can lead to severe nerve pain called postherpetic neuralgia that can last for months or years after the rash goes away. Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles. Almost one out of three people in the United States will develop shingles in their lifetime. You can get shingles at any age, but it's more common in older adults. Older adults also are more likely to have severe disease. The Center for Disease Control recommends that people age 50 and older get the shingles vaccine called Shingrex. Set an appointment to discuss shingles with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Ellsworth, your Prairie Doc essay this week that we can find in various newspapers throughout the region and online on the Prairie Doc website um, talks about your personal family experience with your grandpa and hospice care. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that experience? Yeah. Um, grandpa uh, had Parkinson's, um, but there was something else going on, too. Um, and, you know, him and grandma had sat down. And, and from a personal friend, a family friend that's a physician that is special, does specialize in palliative care and hospice care, kind of helped them understand their goals and uh you know he realized he his faith was important to him and his family was important to him and he really wasn't too interested in spending a lot of time in doctor's offices or the hospital um and so he never went to the hospital he they just went on hospice Mm-hmm. And he didn't have all these scans done to necessarily figure out what's going on. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was in Boise, Idaho uh, for residency training. So after four years of college and four years of medical school is residency for three years. So Laura and I were out there. Um, and so I uh, 
wasn't home when uh, when he went on hospice, and I didn't see him then uh, when he died and around those times. So that was that was hard doing that uh, from a distance. And of course, I'm not alone. I mean, people have to do this, unfortunately, uh, a lot, and and um, and especially in this last year with COVID, there were a lot of people that lost loved ones and weren't allowed in the hospital or weren't allowed to, you know, travel or be with them or, you know, there was some risk with being with them with COVID too anyway. And so um, catching it and giving it and such. So it, uh, in in some ways I could relate somewhat with some of those experiences and, and, uh, and I just talked about that some in my essay and, and um, yeah, it's a, more of a personal essay than normally. Sure. Um, and uh, it, uh, it, it, but once it, but it was still a positive experience for me for hospice mm-hmm. too. I knew that he was comfortable and um, at home mm-hmm. and with grandma and some family friends had uh, come and played music on their stringed instrument for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I could still talk to him on the phone some. And, uh, and it was, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. And so just from a personal experience, I can recommend hospice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grandpa was one of those guys who lived life to the fullest, lived life well, and he continued to show us how to do that as he was dying too. So, yeah. Yeah. Very kind man, thoughtful of others mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think knowing it was a gift to grandma as well to have that time with grandpa at home too. Yes, right? definitely. So, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's a it's an amazing um, service that they were able to provide. Pretty much everyone wants to die at home, mm-hmm. um, but uh, most people do not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's instinct to want to go to the hospital, of mm-hmm. course, and many times that's the thing you should do. Right. Um, and, and or if you don't take someone to the hospital, that can be questionable, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have it planned out mm-hmm. and if you kind of know what's going on or have an idea or and, and like I say, you don't have to actually know for sure what's going on. But if you've talked it over it, with someone and planned it out and made this decision consciously. That, you know, I think we just want to stay home. You know, we can get that set up to help help make that happen. A caller asked, um, does a family bring up hospice or do they wait for the doctors to bring it up? Yeah, you know, definitely a family can bring it up and, and they should. Um, but the doctor should bring it up too, but <laughs> everyone's afraid to, right? You know, okay. uh, the I've had many times families thank me for bringing it up mm-hmm. um, in some ways, giving them that permission to let go. Cause I, I don't know if they would feel guilty otherwise, if they felt like they were giving up on mom or dad or whatever. Um, and so, but it can be hard for the doctors and nurses too, cause they don't want to come across as giving up either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does take some experience and it takes some, uh, skill and and um, to to learn, you know, when's a good time. But it would be better if we all just found that any time is a good time. Like you know, in when a per- person's perfectly healthy, 
is a good time to kind of talk that through with your family to have some of those discussions about what what I would want um, what situations I wouldn't want you know I wouldn't want to be on a ventilator for if if it didn't look like there was a reasonable chance of survival I wouldn't want to be prolonged on a feeding tube or you know even even you wonder about um, IV fluid mm-hmm. well if someone had a big stroke there's often you know I mean some strokes yes people recover from but some strokes you're really probably not going to recover from and uh and if we're on iv fluid then in that situation we're really prolonging the inevitable um and uh i know dr holm often talked too about this type of situation and how the body naturally really isn't hungry or thirsty in that state and there's some natural endorphins feel good chemicals that come about from natural dehydration and the dying process and so they're not hungry they're not thirsty they're not starving their bodies wanting to let go and slow down and uh and so sometimes the fluid just kind of puffs them up and fills them full of edema you know fluid and and it doesn't do as much good so knowing ahead of time that no i i wouldn't i don't need artificial nutrition or artificial hydration if the prognosis is poor and and talking to your family about that, that it's okay not to feed me and it's okay, you know, not to have a feeding tube perhaps and and so on. And talking with your doctor to kind of, you know, is this, is this give me a a likelihood of recovery or is this going to be, you know, if if I go on a feeding tube for whatever reason, is this going to be temporary or is this probably going to be permanent? Um, And so, and some people, <laughs> it's totally appropriate and good for them to have a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but having those conversations with your family, yes, it can be helpful to have it written in a document um, and or even have it notarized or have it done through a lawyer and having it discussed with your doctor. All those things can be very helpful. Um, but they're not necessarily required. The most important thing is having that conversation with your family because when something happens... They're going to talk to your family and say, what, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then they're, it helps to if you've had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It is important as we age to add strength training to aerobic exercises. These activities will help you build strength, maintain bone density, and improve balance, coordination, and mobility, and reduce the risk of falling so that you can stay independent and perform activities of daily life. Talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings about strength training and get started today. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 
Our topic this week is hospice and palliative care. And I'm learning a lot as we kind of talk about those different options of um, hospice and, and palliative care now. Um, tell us a little bit more about the television show that's going to be on tomorrow night um, and your guest that um, helped you learn and um, more about that too. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, Dr. Francine Arneson, uh, a palliative care medical director for Avera. And uh, she's got a lot of experience in palliative care and hospice care and uh, a, a, a good friend of mine. Um, and then also Dr. Terry Peterson Henry, and she's the medical director for palliative care, palliative medicine at Sanford. And so both the medical directors were Avera Sanford for palliative medicine and have a lot of experience in hospice as well. And um, they, uh, and she's a longtime family friend and, and uh, was a good friend, uh, is a good friend with grandma and, and with grandpa and helped them through that process she had. So it's a, a very, and then actually I've got an interview with grandma on the show as a lead in too. So it's a very personal show mm-hmm. too um, and such an Im- important topic, I feel. Uh, and so uh, looking forward to finally getting shown because actually it was pre-recorded we recorded it back in December. So we won't have live questions on the show, but this is still the first time it's being shown. It's new, it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's really good, I think. So I yeah. recommend it. Yeah, just logistics-wise with the Prairie Doc programs, we follow the um, academic calendar. We have SDSU students, reporters, and um, people involved, and using that space up at Jaeger Media Center. So. We followed that calendar, so in December we had a time everyone could be there, but I think something else was on STPB. So it got right. recorded, but yep. now we get to show it yep, um, tomorrow. <laughs> so that will be <laughs> that will be great to, to get to watch that. Dr. Ellsworth, we had a question come in. Please talk more about the pros and cons of feeding tubes with hospice. Mm, yeah. With a feeding tube, um, this, it gets put right in so that it goes in through the belly into the stomach to be able to give you um, some nutrition. Um, and, you know, so if you have trouble swallowing or if if you are going to eat, maybe it would you'd end up inhaling some of that and aspirating, we call that, and you get pneumonia or something. And, or, and so there's some reason, or maybe you had surgery or cancer in the mouth or the throat or something. And so... That's perhaps why we want to do a feeding tube. So let's take um, a, a cancer situation uh, or an aspiration situation. Well, perhaps with a feeding tube, you'd be able to have food. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you wouldn't be tasting it. But mm-hmm. uh, um, without this risk of causing a pneumonia or causing an issue. And, and so if you were, you know, otherwise... I don't, I don't know if I want to say otherwise healthy, but otherwise could continue to have life the way you want to have life, then by all means, it makes sense to have a feeding tube mm-hmm. um, in a situation where, I mean, I guess I'll go back to the massive stroke, um, a feeding tube then, okay, so now you're, you know, quote unquote, a vegetable. If you're, if it's that type of situation, you know, would you want a feeding tube to just continue to feed your body that's laying there? And, and, and perhaps you would, and that's fine. Um, but there'd be many people that would say, no, I wouldn't want to be prolonged like that. 
-hmm. and so there a feeding tube you know generally wouldn't be recommended depending on the person and depending on the situation and their wishes and goals um cons you know i mean you know they can get plugged um they could they could cause some sort of infection with it um sometimes if if they if if they're doing a feed and we want to make sure that it's not getting backed up or too much in there that's going to also cause aspiration or pneumonia for it to go up the stomach so those are some risks with it or things they have to consider make sure it's working right and flushing right and not causing a problem either um and then the pros of course would be getting nutrition so you know the body has good nutrition to fight infection to keep growing instead of you know losing weight and so on mm-hmm. so yeah. so it sounds like it's a very individualized decision both right. on what a individual in the family kind of wants and then what your unique situation is and your what medical. the prognosis is yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay you know, I just have to mention to another great resource if this is something you're thinking about or wanting to figure out how to talk to your family about it or even just how you want to talk to, think about yourself. Um, Dr. Holmes' book is so great. Yes. Life's Final Season. Right. Um, so if you haven't read that yet or if you read it when it first came out and you kind of want to revisit it, it's full of wonderful information and knowledge and um, just helps us think about these things that sometimes we don't think about otherwise or don't know how to think about them um for those of us who aren't in the medical world these aren't things we normally think about so one of my colleagues had talked to dr home and said you know why don't you write a book to help us take care of our parents Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of where it stemmed from but it kind of you can even look up certain type of situations like feeding tubes or whatever um and uh and he kind of talks through those situations and 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 you can read it from cover to cover or you can pick around different chapters on depending on what's most applicable to your situation but it's it's a good read even if you don't have anyone to take care of or any parents that you need to worry about um it's just good about yourself you know of course i think there's probably something in there about uh, eating healthy and exercising (laughs) too so i think it's going to have it i know it has some good uh good information for everyone um but certainly too if 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 you have a loved one facing a difficult situation or if you do it'd probably be a good read too yeah absolutely well it's time for us to go to our final break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast we have a few minutes left if you want to give us a call at 605-692-1430 with your medical questions we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group Stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. A stroke occurs when a clot blocks the blood supply to part of the brain or when a blood vessel in or around the brain bursts. In either case, parts of the brain become damaged or die. Stroke can cause weakness or numbness of an arm or leg on one side of the body or even one side of the face. It can also affect speech, language, vision, memory, emotions, and behavior. 
Talk with your provider about stroke prevention. Call the Vera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Ellsworth, if we um, feel like we might need um, palliative care services or the hospice care services, what? how does that work here in Brookings in our community or in most communities what does that look like yeah there are hospice uh, care organizations um, such as through the Brookings Health System that uh, we would do uh, um, and uh, the physician can order a, a consult uh, visit with them or, or order it for them and then the hospice team nurses would come out and assess your situation at your home and see what needs you might have um, maybe it would be helpful to get a, like a hospital bed mm-hmm. or, um, or maybe change some things about your home that would help make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, or how often would they want to come at first or, you know, just s- check out the situation and to be how, how best they can help. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and anytime you decide you don't want to do hospice anymore or if the situation changes or whatever a person can graduate from hospice too it's amazing (laughs) sometimes how uh someone just doesn't look like they're doing well and we think about hospice and and then they thrive Hmm. you know they thrive on uh, either the attention Mm -hmm. or the the change in care plan Mm -hmm. you know getting rid of some medications or getting rid of some of these visits to sioux falls or chemotherapy or whatever else mm-hmm. um, and they thrive mm-hmm. and so uh, sometimes you know <laughs> we don't always know what's uh, going on we're not always in control right. you know uh, right. uh, and so so if someone needs hospice care they can do it in their home they don't have to be in the hospital right so it can be in the in their home but it could also be at the hospital can it also be at the nursing home can it be different places yeah, it can be in the nursing home too, okay. for sure. Um, and some places have, you know, specific hospice houses. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. In the hospital setting, if if it, you can essentially have the benefits of hospice, but if you're staying in the hospital and if we're thinking a person's only going to live a few days, and a lot of times then it's just we completely change the goals of care and it's more comfort care, but maybe mm-hmm. we don't go technically through hospice. Okay. But it's, uh-huh. it's just, we're doing the same goals got it and, and, okay and care mm-hmm. yeah um i wanted to mention about advanced directives too. Yeah, so yeah. so that's a great thing to bring up with your doctor just for a routine visit and and uh and or search online for a document advanced directives or living well something where you're going to look up the the, the ha- write down your power of attorney for healthcare decisions who would help make your healthcare decisions if you couldn't or if your spouse couldn't um, and it generally helps to have a person designated and then a, a line of people, perhaps, uh, rather than having to have all four kids have to come together and decide what to do and what are the chances they're all going to agree or mm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it helps to kind of spell that out ahead of time on a document. Um, also on this document is where you could put, if you the 
DNR order, do not resuscitate. If if you were in a difficult situation, would you want CPR where they or a tube down your throat to help you breathe or artificial nutrition, artificial hydration, kind of spell those things out. And you can always write it or rewrite it or change it sometime. Uh, and, and once again, it's more important to have those conversations with your family. But these are some documents you can do. There's a, one called um, the most form medical order um, uh, form uh, that you can get filled out. Uh, there's also... Um, uh, the comfort one, and then that can come with that bracelet that if they, the the emergency medical people see that, then they have a better idea what what's oh. wanted. I haven't heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So most importantly, talk to your family. Yeah. Documents are helpful. Um, I think you've talked about too, like if it's a stressful or difficult situation, just having this was my mom's wishes or this was my dad's wishes in writing is helpful. It takes the pressure off of the family. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful, but most importantly, communicating and and talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to tomorrow night's show on SDPB television at 7 p.m. And it's also available on our Prairie Doc Facebook page, or uh, you can always find it after the fact on our Prairie Doc website um, and on YouTube. So tomorrow, June 3rd, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth is joined by Dr. Franny Arneson, the medical director of palliative care at Avera Health in Sioux Falls, and Dr. Terry Peterson-Henry, the medical director of palliative medicine at Sanford in Sioux Falls. They will discuss the differences between hospice and palliative care and the services offered by both. Watch the full episode this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on SDPB or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. Mm-hmm.